102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 536 and Nirvana on Rock 102. Well, I think while I was away for a day, they turned my new studio into an oven. A little toasty back there? It is quite toasty, and there's nary a window to open. But uh, could you could you like build like a paper fan and start uh, fanning yourself down? I'd like to use a real fan, but I don't know where any of those are either. So um, on the other hand, when it's this nice outside, uh, that tends to happen. Today and tomorrow uh, are going to be beauties. Uh, Saturday kind of iffy. Uh, Sunday looks good again, but uh, fog to deal with this morning, and then sun and clouds and a high of about seventy six. It's uh, 55 and foggy now. Scott Zolak will be joining us later on this morning. We're going to talk about Patriots football, but today also happens to be Thunderbird Thursday. We'll not only have tickets for the upcoming game on Saturday, but set you up with all a bunch of great uh, Thunderbird stuff around 745. So make sure you're listening for that. should be a, a pretty good a pretty good prize package for any, any hockey fan. Thunderbird Thursday. Thunderbird Thursday. Our very first one, it's today. Yeah. Not two for Tuesdays. Not uh, whip them out Wednesdays. Thunderbird Thursday. Thursday, yeah. It's 538 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Save yourself 30% at the three. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Skinner on Rock 102. Oh, beautiful day today. And tomorrow, uh, sunshine after the fog burns off, which will take uh, at least through the morning commute. Uh, clouds and sun, more sun than clouds, and a high of about 76. It is uh, 55 in downtown Springfield. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by 413 Pro Tint for tinting on your vehicle, home, or business. Call 413 Pro Tint in Springfield today. How about some Hollywood Trash? Mm-hmm. Steve mm-hmm. on the Rock mm-hmm. uh, William Shatner shed some tears yesterday after returning from orbit. He said, quote, I'm so filled with emotion about what just happened. It's extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. I don't want to lose it. It's so much larger than me in life. He's 90 years old. Yeah, he probably won't lose anything except maybe his memory. Yeah, yeah, well, you know, I think when you have something that's big, this this might stick with you for a while. You hope so. He told you. you oh, yeah, I was just going to what was it, four minutes that they were up there for? I think it was something ridiculously small amount of time. Yeah, I mean, just the hovering part, not the amount of time it took to get up there or get back down again. But yeah, it's it, like, it's, although Shatner didn't pay. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Yeah, did. yeah. It, it, you know, it's a slightly longer ride than maybe like the longest ride at Six Flags. Yeah, probably. But it's a little bit better. A little higher. Yeah. Uh, he told Bezos, "Quote: uh, What you have given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. Everybody in the world needs to do this. It hasn't got anything to do with the little green men in the little blue orb. It has everything to do with the enormity and quickness and the suddenness of life and death." Do we know if he had any trouble with tribbles while he was up there? He could have. He could have very well had tribbles with them. Um, I'm not sure, but, uh, uh, oh, I forgot. Oh, yeah, everybody in the world should do this? Yeah. Please. Yes. Yeah. We're not all going to get uh, free flights there, Billy. Yeah, let me get my uh, billionaire, a multi-billionaire friend mm-hmm. uh, to come pay for a trip on his space rocket. Listen, yeah, for it, four it, minutes. If Spirit Airlines offered me a free flight, I'd probably turn it down. You know, th- this is probably like the same thing. I mean, you've had, you know, one or two good flights and... Everyone should do this? I don't think so. I turned down Spirit for a flight from Boston to Hartford. Yeah, speaking of Spirit, the more of these uh, videos of people uh, getting crazy Mm -hmm. on airplanes, Mm -hmm. they're mostly Spirit airline planes. (laughs) Yeah, well, (laughs) it's the cheapest, 
and uh, people know they're in for a bad experience, so they probably drink more. Yeah, and a, uh, they're they're drunker. And my guess, at some point, space travel will be the same thing. It's a real buyer beware type of thing. Spirit Airlines is like taking a bunch of people from the Big E randomly and just yeah. putting them all together on a plane. <laughs> right, right. With the elephant poop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the dead elephant. And the dead elephant too. Uh, not all sounds are free. Here's a list of sounds you've heard that you uh, might not realize they're actually trademark. You ready? Uh-huh. Okay. The Mockingjay whistle from The Hunger Games. Mm, I didn't I realize that at all. That. The two-note gong on Law & Order. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Homer Simpson's dope. we got to protect that. Remember remember when uh, Dan Castellaneta did that? No, he didn't do the dough. He did the uh, that short, quick scream that Homer does. Ah! Yeah, whatever, like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's trademarked, too. It might be. Might be. Darth Vader's breathing in Star Wars. How do you trademark a breath? <sighs> Depends. Well, it's, eh? it's obviously something special about it. Only CPAP companies tried to use that for their marketing campaigns. Can't use it. <laughs> uh, and the sounds of lightsabers as well. That's a trademark. Tarz- mm. Tarzan's yell is heard in the 1932 movie Tarzan the Ape Man. That's trademarked. Still, but yeah. anyone after that, any other Tarzan remake was not. Uh, it may I have been a different that... kind of yell. Yeah, that's what I mean. The one note is off. Uh, How about Carol Burnett? She used to do the Tarzan yell every every show. Probably had to pay for it. <laughs> that had to be costly. The Affleck ducks quack. Yeah, and uh, AOL's "You've Got Mail" greeting. Oh, oh I remember yeah, that, that worked out well for them. That was a classic mm. one. But the money's still rolling in on that one. You know what? I bet you. I bet you they do make some sort of money off of it if it is trademarked. Mm-hmm. And then if somebody wants to use it for a movie or something like that. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Pillsbury Doughboys giggle. Oh, well, that uh, should that's be yeah. That's pop, popping fresh. Yeah. Uh, and the ticking stopwatch from sixty minutes. Oh, sure. <sighs> right. Wow. Because a tick, you can't recreate a tick. No. Anywhere. You can recreate a talk, but not a tick. Uh, Howie Mandel was hospitalized after collapsing at Starbucks yesterday, but a few hours later, he tweeted that he was home and resting. He blamed it on dehydration and low blood sugar. And there he is buying coffee. A diabetic. Well, what's wrong with coffee? You can buy coffee when it, you're a diabetic. It takes, your, it, takes the, it takes the water out of your system. That's why I called it. It's a diabetic. Yeah, it's a diuretic. Huh? No, no, no. That's a diuretic. No, that's the stuff you get uh, when you get some kind of bacteria in you and you can't control your bowels. No, no, no. That's diarrhea. Uh, no, 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 no. That's the kind of thing you used to make in grade school to like to, to show like a scene, usually made out of a cardboard box. That's a diorama. <laughs> no, that's that show on uh, Fox uh, with the, the, the all the people from the future. No, no, no. That's Futurama. Yeah, there you go. Olivia Wilde is ready for society to jump on the free the nipple bandwagon. She says, quote, if we're allowed opportunities to celebrate our body, it has an effect on how we treat one another and how we treat ourselves. I'm all about free the nipple. Yeah, yeah. why not? Well, I'd free stand in line for that. Well, what's, everybody has them. Yeah, They're just, just a small brown protuberance. Right. Piers Morgan says uh, the Rolling Stones shouldn't have dropped brown sugar from their set list because it's not racist. It's actually a song that, uh, quote, Highlights the appalling historical reality of slavery. They dropped it from their set list? Yeah, yeah they did that this week. Huh. Well, <laughs> they just dropped the set list? I don't know. We play it 18 times a day, so what the hell is the difference? We don't apologize for it. No. 
But on the other hand, uh, is, was this was this part of like uh, like his last wishes for Charlie Watts? Like, if I'm going, I'm taking brown sugar with me. Yeah, yeah. You promise on his deathbed. Promise me, Mick. You'll never play brown sugar again. Yeah, that, all right, Charlie. Whatever you say. It's, it's, it's last, you know, his last wishes. What are you going to do? Deny them? Uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis discussed the ending of Squid Game during a Laker press conference. Because, you know, that's where you discuss, uh, you know, TV shows is at your NBA press conference. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Neither of them really likes the choice of the main character that the choice the main character makes at the end. Did you uh, did you see the rest of it, Max? Yeah, I, I did finish it. And? You know, I'm not sure I, I really liked the ending. I don't. What what choice did he make at the end? I forgot. Oh, uh. In the in the final in the fi- I don't want to ruin this yeah, for anybody. I know, I know. But in the in the final event, he had to make a choice. Oh right, uh, right. of uh, winning the Squid Game. Right, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, actually, the choice was almost made for him. You know, the funny thing is, I keep reading stuff over and over again about how gory that was, and 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 all the all the shooting and all that stuff. Not every game ended in a shooting. I mean, there were falls. If it wasn't a shooting, it was usually a fall of some type. And uh, and it wasn't really all that gory. I've seen many gorier movies than that. Many. You, you still had uh, over 470 people get killed in the show. Yeah, I you mean, had a high like, body count, yeah. but you didn't see each person's death in a gruesome way. Not uh, all of them, but but some. But there were enough where you say, "Who, man? That's uh, that's a little grisly. That's but a bad game." Here's something I want to just throw in there. James Gunn wants to make a Gilligan's Island movie where the castaways get desperate and start killing and eating each other, but the estate of the show's creator will not let that happen. Uh, See, that would have been like a Squid yeah. Games type of sequel, mm-hmm. you know, like an American version of that. Yeah, like like Gilligan's Lord of the Flies. Yes, yeah, yeah. Exactly. that would be terrific. I would have eaten uh, Ginger or Mary. <laughs> That is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. The McDonald's breakfast is too good to speak deal. Sounds a lot like. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Journey on Rock 102. Sun and clouds today. Uh, highs both days, about 76. It's uh, 55 in downtown Springfield. Uh, today is Thunderbird Thursday. We've got a bunch of great stuff from the Thunderbirds to give to you later on this morning around 745. And then after 8 o'clock, it's uh, Scott Zolak. We're going to talk about uh, some Patriots football. 55 degrees outside, 75 degrees uh, in this studio. And uh, so I was looking for a fan. I didn't know if they have a fan, if we have a fan here in the building, but I did go upstairs to the fridge and I looked in the freezer and I know there was a little party here on Monday and apparently there was ice cream. So I, I took all the ice cream containers out of the freezer and brought them here into this room. Mm. See if it'll cool the room down. I don't think it's going to have much effect. I'm hoping. I'm, I'm hoping it might. Um, did you go to a little party on Monday? There was a party yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Monday was a holiday. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yesterday was like today's a, Thursday. Yes. The party was Tuesday. That's what it was. The party was Tuesday. There was a lunch there here luncheon. yesterday and someone delivered ice cream after the party. Oh, okay. All yes. right. Well, I know there was something happening on Tuesday. 
Because if you remember Monday, um, I was really having issues with a uh, with a toothache. And uh, oh, your tooth hurt. Yes, yes, my teeth. Oh, your teeth hurt. Your teeth hurt. Uh, um, so I-, I think I've mentioned this before. I've I've got some dental issues to deal with, courtesy of uh, cancer treatments, and. Rather than just blanketly say, okay, let's get going on all of this work that needs to be done because I have horrible uh, dental coverage, insurance coverage, I'm kind of doing it on an as-needed basis. And right now you needed whatever you had done the other day. I needed it very much. I was uh, very uncomfortable, and uh, I wasn't even certain which tooth it was. I knew it was in the lower right last one of the last two molars. So, uh, and and the last one has a temporary crown to replace a previously permanent crown that the tooth deteriorated underneath the crown. So, uh, I go to the dentist and I'm not in any pain, not surprising. You know, you finally go to the dentist after days of being uh, in discomfort, and then the, the discomfort goes away. Right. And you're like, oh, I guess I don't need you. But I knew I did. So I said, I, you know, I don't know which of these two teeth it is. So he takes a little uh, a little thing, and he taps on one tooth, and I'm like, ah, that's fine. And then he taps on the second one, and I go, ah! Yeah. Yeah, that's, I'm, uh, okay, I think we found the tooth. Don't, don't, have you ever watched a single episode of the Three Stooges? Uh, no, I, the, I was not a Three Stooges fan. Oh, for Christ! This is exactly what happened to Mo. Yeah, Mo yeah. had a toothache, mm. and uh, you know they couldn't figure out well which tooth is it. And mm-hmm. I think it may have been Larry who was kind of going in with the little instruments. Yeah. Exactly what happened to you happened yeah. to Mo about seventy years ago. Well, it's still happening uh, to this day. So uh, the dentist points out to me that this is the one that we've already crowned and we've already put a, uh, a temporary crown on, and it's still a problem. So he says, we really only have one choice left. And I said, pull it? He said, yeah. And I, I don't know. I just, you know, we make fun of people of Palmer, Greenfield, whatever. Uh, about uh, being toothless and things like that. And now you're one of them. There's nothing I think that feels grosser than that area where a tooth had been um, for at least a couple of days afterwards. Although it's a little bit easier, I discovered, when it's the last tooth in the row as opposed to a hole that's surrounded on both sides by existing teeth. Well... When you have, uh, I mean, I, I know you had wisdom teeth out, right? Yeah, years ago. So when you had your wisdom teeth out, I mean, you know, they're way back there. But that, uh-huh. but that socket, while it it's it's packed and and everything to protect it from uh, from bacteria and, and food that may get in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you still kind of going back there with your tongue to make sure it's oh, yeah. okay, just oh, to, yeah. you know, just to check up on it. So uh, he says, yeah, I think we're gonna have to pull it. And I said, yeah, I was kind of thinking we were gonna end up there anyhow, and. Uh, so, you know, we've had the discussion about how, despite the advancements of medicine, uh, Novocaine is still delivered basically through a harpoon uh, that they shove into your gum or your cheek. And uh, once again, th- this, is, this is what we had to do. And I got three separate injections of Novocaine. And then, uh, and then the dentist goes, oh, geez, you know what? I just realized or remembered you're, you're on Eliquis. 
uh, I'm on Eliquis for, for after the heart surgery. Okay. Which means I bleed easily. I mean, the, the smallest little cut, and I can bleed much longer and much more than the average person. This is before? This is after the Novocaine. After the Novocaine. Before we begin working on the tooth. He gotcha. says, I think you should probably see an oral surgeon. And I go... I think you should have told me that before you shoved three harpoons full of Novocaine into my mouth. <laughs> and he says, he says, well, no, 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 don't worry about it. He said, it would still, you'd still use the Novocaine. He said, the, the dentists uh, that I'm talking about are up on uh, Bicentennial Highway. He said, I tell you what, let me, let me call them and see if I can get you in there right away. I said, okay, fine. So five minutes later, he comes walking back into the room. And he goes, I think I can do this. And I go, ah. All booked up at the oral surgeon, huh? <laughs> and he goes, "Well, yeah, they probably wouldn't be able to get you in there until tomorrow." So and by that point, the Novocaine <clears throat> would have worn off. Yeah, I'd have to do the whole Novocaine thing all over again, plus another day of pain from the tooth. So it just, uh, you know, we talked about this a couple of days ago too. I have not and will not see the movie Marathon Man only because I'm aware. I have no clue of what it looks like. I've never seen a moment of the scene. Right. I don't know how long the scene is, but I understand that there is a torture scene in there between uh, Dustin Hoffman and uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier, is it? Yeah, but it's 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 it's, it's brief. Is it, it doesn't need to be long no, but for me to go, oh, my God. Well, you can always look away. And uh, every time... I go to the dentist now anytime that something extensive is being done, anytime that Novocaine is used. I, I'm lying there wondering what would this feel like if I didn't have Novocaine? And when they're trying to pull an unloose tooth, mm -hmm. it took over an hour and a half to, to get this tooth out. And while you can feel no pain, you can feel what's being done. Sure. You can feel uh, to a certain point where he finally says, you know what, I'm, we're going to have to break it up. We're going to have to break it up into pieces, into sections, because there are roots attached to different sides of this tooth. <laughs> and, and one of these roots is not being cooperative. So you can hear... The cracking of the tooth. Oh yeah! You can feel the prying as he's as he's getting underneath it and trying to work it up and out, and and all I'm thinking of is I can't imagine what this would feel like without Novocaine. And then finally, like I said, after like an hour and a half, finally he says, "Well, there it goes. Now now it's out." And, I, and I'm, you know, when I had first gotten there, I said to him, because we've had all these conversations before, I said, so <clears throat> I've already got a temporary crown, you know, and here, here's the cost of a crown. And it's like, I don't know, $1,200. He goes, I said, I'm saying this to him when we're trying to decide what to do. I said, well, a crown's like $1,200, right? He goes, yeah. And I go, and a root canal is like uh, $2,500, right? And he goes, yeah. I go, but you can pull it for four bucks. And he says, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, well, and I guess yeah. we might as well do that at this point. And that's why they don't like pulling teeth unless they absolutely have to. Yeah. You know, there's no money in it. It, it. It's labor intensive and there's not a lot of money to be made. But uh, yeah, so I had, to, I had the thing pulled. Then I spent, you know, a whole day with a, with a, what felt like six pounds of cotton in my mouth that I had to just keep there and 
got an antibiotic and a painkiller, and I really only took one of the painkillers um, just because. I mean, it doesn't mean I wasn't in pain for uh, right through the next morning. I mean, that's why I wasn't here yesterday. It was it was one of the plus the dentist had said to me, I don't think you're going to want to be talking nonstop for four hours tomorrow. And I'm like, oh, hey, Doc, that's all I need to hear. Thanks. <laughs> just just a simple recommendation yeah. is all I would yeah. need to, to, to call in. He said, I can write you a note. I said, well, I don't even think that's going to be necessary. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so now there's this big hole back there. But, again, thankfully, because it's on the end, it doesn't really seem to be that big of a deal. You can't You can't see it unless you're really looking for it. You unless, definitely, unless your head is in your mouth. Yeah, you definitely can't see it. Yeah. Uh, if I even even if I was to go, you know, open my mouth in front of you, you have to really search to find it's it's way back there. But well, so it's, so it's not like your you know, uh, Joe Exotic's boyfriend with the three no. remaining ornamental teeth. No, and that's and that's what I worry about because there is still quite a lot of work left to do. And and I and at least two people sent me uh, uh, gifts, gifs. I forget how you, which is it. Uh, I think it's a GIF. A GIF. Yeah, two people sent me GIFs of uh, somebody with like a single tooth, you know, left in the front. <laughs> That's helpful. Yeah, yeah that very makes you, helpful. That makes you feel good about uh, about your lot. That was from the dentist. <laughs> it's uh, 624 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. Something you've made will travel to outer space. Right. What did the teacher do with the student's report on cheese? I don't know. What do they decide to do with a report on cheese? She graded it. <laughs> graded it. Graded it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's the difference? This is actually a joke. What's the difference between a piano and a fish? I don't know. You can tune, tune a, a piano, piano but, but you, you can't can tune, tune a, a fish. fish. Yes. Yeah, it's an REM album. Album title of an yeah. REM hit. REO, yeah. Uh, what did the pirate say on his 80th birthday? I don't know. I'm 80. Oh, I'm, I'm 80. I'm 80. Yeah, yeah, see, I'm, a, yeah. I, I'm 80. How do you organize an astronomer's party? I don't know. You you plan it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, I will throw in Steve's joke here. Uh, where's, uh, where's uh, hang on a second, where's uh, Peter Pan's favorite place to eat out? I don't know. Where's Peter Pan's favorite place to eat out? <laughs> Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Booyah! And actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free at ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. ZipRecruiter.com slash radio. 634 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Dowd Insurance Agencies. Insurance savings with local service, Dowd.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The section of Shawinigan Drive in Ludlow uh, shut down lately. Shawinigan. 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 Uh, anyway, shut down late Wednesday night as police investigate an incident that has continued into this morning. The Ludlow police have not released specific details about what's been happening. At least two officers were seen with their weapons drawn towards the home 
while standing behind a cruiser around 11 p.m. That's what our crew saw. It was crazy. There's cops with their guns, and they were going to shoot somebody. Well, we don't know they are going to shoot anybody. But... Well, they had their guns they had drawn. Their guns they had their guns drawn. drawn. Yeah. Yes, but that's the uh, story that... Uh, is supposed to be assumed by the details so from the 22 News crew. Assume anything. Uh, that's their, their job is just to report on the facts. A 22 News crew in the area reported at least eight police cruisers surrounding the house on Shawinigan Drive. Uh, eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like. A 22 News crew in the area. In the area, like yeah. If, like they're always driving around mm-hmm. waiting always. for the next uh, tragedy to happen. Well, I mean, we do know that there <laughs> seems to be an, uh, an unusually large amount of police activity in Ludlow, maybe to the point where 22 News has now assigned a crew to just patrol Our, Ludlow. They have a, a Ludlow uh, Bureau. Bureau. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Probably makes sense. Just like our uh, Franklin County Bureau sure. and our Hampshire County Bureau. Right. And our, you know. An entire county gets a bureau, but the town of Ludlow gets its own. Well, hey, you know, uh, when you start having, like you said, more police activity, yep. you uh, qualify for 22 News coverage. Yeah. We'll never get at that in Huntington. No, no, probably not. Well, I don't know. I mean, you, you hold up inside of a house with a gun long enough. See, that's the thing, too. Yeah. This this went on for hours. So they were probably like, all right, like, yeah, why don't we go out to Ludlow? Yeah, it, but uh, Huntington seems like the kind of town where you would almost expect some sort of uh, holdout uh, situation, you know, like weekly. You know, like yeah, like you'd, you'd yeah. have that all the time. As of 6 a.m., Ludlow Police Sergeant Bradford Tierney said that the situation was still active and added police will provide details once everything is made safe. They are still out there? Yeah. Oh, man. It's a lot of overtime. Well, you know, just like sometimes people are responsible for the cost of their searches when they when they go off uh, hiking somewhere and were too stupid to know what to bring to to get themselves back out of the woods, and and sometimes they get charged for the amount of money that it took to find them. Uh, perhaps people who do things like this, you know, that that are close to going into a third shift now, uh, should have to pay the overtime. Yeah. Do you think that the people getting arrested even have the money to pay the overtime? Uh, they might no, probably the not. You never but, know. But, you know, it's also possible, and I'm not accusing these pol- uh, police officers of doing this, but you can see the, how like a cop may not work all that hard to defuse the situation if he knows overtime could be accumulated. Well, yeah, sure. I, I mean, mean I, you know, I, you can only negotiate so much, too. Right. I mean, I would negotiate for like five minutes, but then I'd take like, you know, like a 55-minute break. And then, you know, probably sit there seven or eight hours, you know, until the next shift. Or, you know, maybe I add a couple more hours at the end of that. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I probably haven't done much more than, say, 25 minutes of negotiating. And you and you can sometimes tell by the, the way the police are negotiating. Like, if they don't have a phone line open and they're using a bullhorn, and they'd be like, uh, Sir, the, uh, the house is completely surrounded. You might as well give yourself up, but please... Don't do it before twelve fifteen. That's when I because I'm, that's when we'll be into a second shift and we'll all be getting overtime. And we have to do roll call. And then and, and and the suspect is like, all right, all right, I surrender. I'm giving up. And you're like, no, 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 no. Well, wait, wait fifteen more <laughs> yeah, minutes. Fifteen more minutes. <laughs> if I work one quarter hour over, exactly. I get the full hour. Exactly. But could you at least? <laughs> could you at least end this by? 
Friday because that's when timesheets are due. And I took the day off, by yeah. the way. And yeah. I hate to have to wait an additional week or two for my <laughs> next round of overtime. Yeah, it's a, it's a delicate situation out there negotiating. <laughs> Uh, speaking of overtime, a, uh, a Holyoke City Councilor is calling for an audit of the Holyoke Police after a report shows over a dozen officers were paid more than 500 hours of overtime in 2020. According to a report by the Daily Hampshire Gazette, 15 Holyoke officers may were paid more than 500 hours of overtime last year, including four of the department's five highest paid officers who earned overly, hourly overtime rates ranging from $94 to $109 an hour. But, you know... As I'm reading this, I'm thinking most of those overtime jobs are paid by whatever company is well, that is. Not like- necessarily. The, the overtime isn't necessarily details. Um, it can be actual police shifts. And, well, and the, you know, but- we've had COVID for a year. So if officers are out because they're quarantined, they, they have to be covered. Yeah. They're covered through overtime. Well, that was the other part of what I was going to say, yeah. too, is that, you know, with the lack of, of workforce, mm-hmm. uh, you do have a lot of, and you're forced to stay. It's not yeah. like one of these jobs where you're like, well, I don't want the overtime. You have to stay for the overtime. Especially That's part of the high-ranking officers, because you have to have captains or you have to have lieutenants right. that are working. But, but yeah, overtime and, and details are separate uh, parts of the budget. I would like to see the breakdown of which, how much overtime was from private details versus, you know, the what the city is paying out. Well, but like I said, it's, uh, the private details not even considered overtime. It's a completely separate uh, thing in the budget, and it's I, not even budgeted because it is paid for by the contractors. They don't put it in the line to say, "Hey, this is how much we brought in from these details, and this is how much we paid." I don't out know. Them. They must Actually, have to for no. accounting purposes. Uh, anyway, uh, this is. Several times over the last three years, I called on our former mayor to conduct independent audits of our police department's handling of state and federal grant programs. That's uh, City Councilor Mike Sullivan, who's also running for mayor. Uh-huh. So that's why he's, you know, well, putting this out on the... He's running. People are going to ask him his opinion. And that's probably what he did. He gave an opinion. No, this is going to be his platform. Yeah. He's going to be like, uh, you know, I'm going to cut back on police overtime. Because here's what they spent in 2020 when Alex Morse could have stopped them. And then you get the job and you sit down in front of the desk and you're like, oh, yeah, we don't have uh, enough officers oh, yeah. to cover all this overtime. Now I see why they needed this? all that overtime. This is crazy. <laughs> there is a uh, new turn in East Longmeadow's mask mandate debate as dozens of residents are petitioning to remove the mandate. Nearly 170 residents have signed the petition. Elizabeth Stoughton doesn't think the health department gave town residents enough time to discuss the mandate before it was officially implemented. She's mm-hmm. also concerned about recent resignations of the town's health board. Two well, of the three seats are empty, and there isn't a plan in place for when the mask mandate ends. The uh, 22 News did this story earlier. And uh, first of all, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what the town population is. And, and then uh, to break it down to adults, but... Um, 170 signatures on a petition, uh, that's not so much. Yeah, but you know, they may not be required to have much more than that. It, it may not, but, you know, and the other point they made in the story as well was that person, that resident who said that the town didn't give people enough time to respond, uh, yeah, they did. They had a town meeting that allowed for public comment. Problem is, people don't go to these meetings. And, and and I believe it was virtual as well. Yeah, but you know, I've been to a couple of you know town meetings in my own town of, of Hamden lately, and 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 you know sometimes what happens is the public meetings 
you know, you go there with this expectation that you're going to be able to be heard and that you can share your opinion about a particular topic. But oftentimes what happens is, is that the allotted time for questions is a small fraction of the time it's being used. So maybe people don't really feel like they're being heard if uh, the, the board of selectmen or, you know, whatever it may be, uh, is taking up all the time talking amongst themselves, opening up for questions, and there's like three minutes for questions. Yeah. So, I mean, I can, listen, I can understand how residents may feel like, you know, their needs were not met or, or, or it inadequately heard. Yeah, but I think most people don't even pay attention to what's going on in their no. Go- no, that's- government until they find something that they oppose. Uh-huh. That's that is true. There's no question about it. But, you know, but on the other hand, there are people that attend these meetings and they may feel like, you know, in a, in a disrespectful way that uh, that they weren't allowed to really voice their concerns until it becomes a toxic environment. A yes, toxic. that was your cue, Steve. What was the that? town manager story? Oh, what that I thought that was the story. No, that's not the story. That's a completely different story. Well, I don't, I don't have the town manager oh. story that you're talking about. Okay. Uh, let's see here. The um, East Longmeadow town manager, Mary McNally, is resigning, citing a toxic environment and verbal abuse from a town counselor. She uh, intends to resign December 3rd. Her resignation announced at the Tuesday meeting, <clears throat> conducted remotely. And uh, if you want to watch it, it's at the 25-minute mark. She said she's resigning because of what she termed a complete (laughs) lack of a modicum of professional courtesy, the insidious negativity and suspicion, and a continuous pattern of overreaching by a particular counselor into matters which the charter clearly identifies as the responsibility of the manager. What was this uh, particular uh, counselor saying that um, got her so pissed off? I'm not sure. I haven't uh, read the whole story yet. But And also, <coughs> excuse me, she doesn't identify which counselor she's talking about. Although she does point out that the uh, council president, Michael Kane, and uh, and He was another, a great actor in his day, wasn't he? Yes, yes, he was. Uh, Dirty, rotten scoundrels. Yeah. He was good yeah. in that. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. Counselor Kathleen Hill have been supportive of her appointment. So I figured you could do it then figure out who she's talking about by process of elimination. But I didn't realize there's like there's like five people on the East Longmeadow Town Council. Yeah, remember I thought they, there was three. Yeah, but remember they expanded after that whole Neffinger uh, hoo-ha? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, they, in fact, they changed the entire, the entire thing. Right, right. So we don't really know who it is. But, uh, yeah, somebody, somebody's given her such a hard time. She said, that's it. I've had it. But she knows who it is. Oh, and that one person is causing all the problems. They know who it is. Yep. And, and they probably know most everyone... of the people in town know who it is. Yeah. Right. Even though we work in town, we don't know who that is. Yeah, we don't live here. Did she say, you're toxic? I'm slipping under with a taste of po- poison paradise. I'm addicted to you. Don't you know that you're toxic? Um, no. And I love what you do. Don't you know that you're toxic? Yeah, you know, for somebody who didn't have the story three minutes ago, you sure have an awful lot to work on. Well, because I th- I thought that was the story that yeah. we were talking no, about East, with the person resigning and the nope. uh, well, East I mean, Long Meadows a very very busy town. It's loaded with toxicity. Oh yeah, I was doing Britney Spears uh, toxic. Right. Uh, oh, right. I, uh, well, that was clear. Recognized. Uh, 
Uh, I don't know what this guy was thinking, but he definitely needs some new friends. A man in Thailand recently showed up at the ER after he somehow got his junk stuck in a bottle opener. A bottle opener? Yeah. He couldn't remove it himself because there was too much swelling and he was in a lot of pain. So, he, yeah, he had the loop on the bottle opener. Yeah. Put his yeah. business in there and then he uh, engorged. So this would have had, I mean, I mean, you make assumptions. I mean, how big was this bottle opener? It must have been uh, pretty big. He went to the hospital where they used a special device to cut the opener off, and when they asked him why he did it, he said a friend suggested it. He was said, it a liquor bottle ah, opener? Oh, listen to you. You know, uh, I, I have never... Um, Made the investment because uh, the ones I've seen can be quite uh, pricey uh, of the the flashlights, but uh, you know I I can I can understand I can appreciate uh, the desire to use uh, an object that would completely uh, ensconce one's uh, parts, mm -hmm. but a bottle opener <clears throat> is a simple single piece of usually metal that doesn't seem like it would have the uh uh what's the what's the word i i want here the uh, you know the when width you're, when you're no just the the t oh i don't want to get overly graphic you already, you. you already have by huh. suggesting you're slamming your business into I, every inanimate object around your house no, no, it's I, like, it's, I see what you're saying it's like yeah. uh trying to fit a square peg into a round hole is what you're saying. well i mean uh, not so much a hole as I just a this peg person is yeah, yeah, yeah right she's nice yeah. i she's uh pretty good at it uh yeah they're i mean they're showing a stock photo of the bottle oper opener and it's basically one of those things i don't know how you would fit your thing inside of there well where did this happen thailand, thailand. might have been uh, you know fake news no no i mean it might have been small enough to put it in there uh, that's 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 a that's a he, uh, odd stereotype he said the friend told him that sticking his penis through the bottle opener would enhance its size Oh, yep. so this wasn't necessarily for a gratification no. issue. This, this was, was for a uh, adjustment. You know, I had a friend tell me when I was 16 that, uh, hey, you don't have to stop at those stop signs with the white outlines on them. <laughs> and you, you believed know, it. Why? Well, well, yeah. But, well, yeah, I had to go look at the book again, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the DMV book from New York State. To In other sure words, that, what you're saying yeah. is don't believe everything your friends tell you. Right. Yeah. And uh, because every stop sign has a white outline on right. it. Right. And, uh, you know, that was probably the most, cr the craziest we got as far mm. as pranks go. No one this ever is, suggested sticking your hey, uh, penis into a bottle opener. Yeah, hey, uh, you know, if you stick your penis in this bottle opener, it gets bigger. Wait, really? Yeah. Like this? No, no, wait a minute. That's an electric can opener. Well, <laughs> it took an hour to cut it off, and he had some light bruising, but you'll be happy to know uh, his penis should make a phone. Oh, that, well that's well that's good. And and but now he needs a bottle opener. Yeah, yeah. Know, now he can't gotta, open his beers. Can't open his beers or he's gotta do with the screw tops. Or his teeth. Mm-hmm. Which is even worse. Yeah. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be, uh, well, after the fog tapers off, going to be sunny with a high of 76. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 53 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. I'm not, uh, I mean, we can talk about that too, but uh, the Rex Ryan uh,
comments were stupid. Did you see some of the stuff that uh, Gruden said? <laughs> oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah, and you know, and the, and the thing is, you know, because these emails are are you know being released, they're now uh, trying to maybe even expand that to uh-huh. see you know who else is talking like an idiot yep. in these emails. Yep. And yeah, that's that's pretty far reaching. But yeah, uh, Gruden had no credibility once those things came out and became public. No, I heard somebody say his uh, his career is over, and uh, it, well, I don't know, maybe radio still. Yeah, well, our bar is set differently yeah, than almost. everybody else's. Very, very low. It's seven o'clock on Rock One O Two. And now, Bax's view from the couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, if you were to look at all of my financial assets, I think you would find yourself asking, is that it? And the answer to that question would be, yeah, that's all I got. You see, the problem is I don't have the sort of creative mind to run scams, defraud lenders, steal identities, or any of that other stuff that seems so productive for so many people. So when I hear of a guy who's finding ways of cheating the system, there's a part of me that wonders, how'd that guy get so lucky? This week, the Mississippi State Auditor announced that former NFL quarterback Brett Favre could be facing a lawsuit if he fails to repay exactly $828,000 in welfare funds in the next 30 days. Now, I should tell you that Brett Favre does not need to be on welfare. In fact, Brett Favre has a reported net worth of $100 million. And typically speaking, welfare checks are not usually cut for people with those kinds of assets. What Brett Favre was paid for were speaking engagements that were paid with more than a million dollars in welfare funds that were designed for families in need. The problem was Brett Favre failed to show up to any of those speaking engagements and yet still cashed the checks. According to the auditor, Brett Favre is not facing criminal charges, but he is on the hook to pay it all back. He's already ponied up about half so far, but the other half, plus $228,000 in interest, still remains. So is Brett Favre a filthy, rotten, welfare cheat draining the system dry of funds meant for people who don't have Brett Favre's money? Well, that's very hard to say because Brett Favre appears to be only loosely associated with a sprawling conspiracy in which six other people, including the state's executive director of human services, were all indicted on fraud and public corruption charges. All Brett Favre is accused of doing is treating a speaking engagement like it's some sort of no-show job and then depositing the checks. Does that make him such a bad guy? If it does, then let me assure you that nobody ever got defrauded at a Rockland 2 work release no matter how many times you spun the wheel of meat. But hey, and never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. In October of 1926, Rocco Falcone opened up a hardware store on Main Street in Springfield. Rocky's Hardware. People bought ladders and kitchen faucets and wheelbarrows. And today, there are 37 Rocky stores still run 95 years later by the Falcone family and their indispensable team of employees. Where's your nearest Rocky's Ace Hardware? Probably right in front of your face. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 715 and the Jay Giles Band at Rock 102. Nice days today and tomorrow. Uh, this fog will burn off. Not, not before the morning commute is over, though, probably. And then uh, partly, partly cloudy skies today and tomorrow. And 
excuse me, a high both days of 76. It is 55 in downtown Springfield. The uh, Thunderbirds are back on Saturday for their uh, season opener against the Hartford Wolfpack. It is Thunderbird Thursday, and around 7.45, 7.50 this morning, we got a great Thunderbird prize pack for you. We'll tell you all the details about that later on. So Mass Live has a, a story, uh, a headline, um, Reader Rave Awards for 2022. Reader Rave's 2022 celebration salutes the best. And then uh, they've got 139 photos from this um, from this dinner or luncheon or whatever it is that mm. they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm on the uh, 139 photos page right now. And uh, oh, I see now. I see how we can uh, we can scroll down. But um, what they do then is they also have a hyperlink to the full list and. It, it's a little bit more difficult to read, uh, particularly on the air for us, because of the way they did this. It, yeah, it they, appears they made, to they be made, like a magazine. They made it look like a newspaper insert. Yeah, and you have to you have to uh, turn the pages, and, and uh, it, it appears as though, by the way, the the best way to win a ravers a reader's rave award is to buy an advertisement. Almost as if it were somewhat fixed. <laughs> well, because I, I don't know. It, it, to me, it's like a chicken and the egg thing. Do, yeah. do you do you win because you spent money on the advertising, or do you get the advertising at a reduced rate because you won? My guess is, you know, it, they sell the advertising also based on size of the ad. So whoever's willing to pony up for the biggest ad becomes the winner. Um, but they also that you know, aside from each page having. Uh, a, a person or a company that has won an award, then they have a bunch of the other awards listed separately just in words. Right. And uh, one of the things I've noticed, because I'm, uh, I'm on the page right now of Ask a Local, and the only media category I see here is Best Local On-Air Television Personality. And Dan Brown wins. I know. That's a little weird, too. I mean, he's a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. Great I get, guy. I get nothing against Dan Brown. But, but a guy who only gets like three minutes in a newscast is not uh, who you'd expect to be the winner. And that's the only media category there is. Yeah, I think we talked about this when the nominations were out. There were there were no there was no radio category. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, you know part of that is due to the fact that uh, every time we've won, uh, or Steve is one, we have kind of dismissed the whole damn thing. And didn't buy an ad. And didn't buy an ad. Well, I won for like three years in a row for best wedding DJ only because I had four people put my name in, and that's how I won. Like, that's how easy it is to win these things because they don't promote this as much as, let's say, the Valley Advocate does with their or used best to. of, or yeah. used to anyway. Uh, you, you know, I didn't even know the voting was uh, commencing. <laughs> It had commenced before I had even commenced thinking about it. Wait a minute, are you telling me that there's, there's, there's no call for a recount? None of these things have been disputed? Like saying, oh, yeah. what do you mean Dan Brown yeah. is the best local on-air television personality? Oh. I'm Brian freaking Lapis, for crying out loud. Oh, yeah, Brian Lapis says the, the election was stolen. Yeah. It was all fake. Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. And, so, he, and he wants, uh, who's the guy running the Mass Live now? Who's, who's the... Uh, the head of that. I don't even know. Uh, he wants him to overturn the election. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> best, uh, best farm stand does not surprise me. Right down the road from me, uh, McKinstry's. 
the best private school, Wilbraham and Munson Academy. Uh, Minichog has the best principal. In other words, all the all the ballots were stuffed in Wilbraham. Uh-huh. Yeah, because that's also the best town. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we're exactly. the best, Wilbraham. Best uh. town to live in, Wilbraham. Mm. And the best teacher is actually from East Longmeadow. Um, yeah, but does she live in Wilbraham? Probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Uh, it, this is a good one. Best community hero is uh, Andy Yee. Yeah, that's too, that's that's well deserved. But uh, but the way I mean the way it's laid out is just uh, it's very wow. Best hospital? Can you guess? Bay uh, State? Uh, yeah. Because uh, I was thinking it was Noble, but then they, again, they own that one. Uh, yeah, and they uh, then not only do they get the full-page award, they also have a full-page ad. Right. Yeah. They're one of the few that have the full-page ad. Now They have more money than everybody else yeah. on that list. Now, I find, it, I find it interesting here. Uh, like Pintu's, uh, which is a great restaurant. Pintu's mm-hmm. a great guy. Best Indian cuisine. Uh-huh. Who's he up against? Uh, well, Pinsu there's act- two. There's actually uh, in Northampton. There's at least two other Indian restaurants up there. Okay, oh, yeah. but that's but that's Northampton. Down here, uh, more towards the valley, more towards Springfield. He's he's an island unto himself. Wait a minute. This is only for Hamden County. No, no, it's not only for Hamden no. County, but I mean that's where the population center is, and yeah. and you know it's like he's uh, he's got no competition. As someone who enjoys live music and goes out as often as I can to see it, uh, you know, before the season ends, uh, I'm seeing here an award for best bakery and best place for live music, and uh, <laughs> it's called the Apple Place. With the smallest possible ad I can see there. Right. In oh, East it's Long here Meadow. in East Longmeadow. Yeah. I, I didn't even know where it is. Yeah. It's right what? on Summers Road. Uh, Summers Road, yeah. They have live music? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's not, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think you're going to see trailer trash there. Oh. But, uh, you, you mean know. there's a place they won't play? No, they'll play. If you're willing to open up the purse strings, they will. Yeah. Uh, they will play there. Yeah, I can't. I can't ever picture a scenario where somebody from Trailer Trash would go to a place and go, "These people are just too trashy for us." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't even play here. These people are beneath Trailer Trash. <laughs> but you got uh, you got best local local food. <coughs> excuse me, local food truck, Mac and Sliders, uh, best burger spot. Max Burger. Now there was one where there was a lot of competition, although Not a little bit less than be. last year. <laughs> uh, best fair, the Big E. Wow, really? Are you kidding me? Man, would have thought the taste of Otis would have been uh, around the top of the list. Best golf course, Great Horse. That doesn't surprise me either because it's so close to Wilbraham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. If it only could have been in Wilbraham. Yeah, if, if Wilbraham Country Club had only returned their ballots. Best uh, best neighborhood bar. Nathan Bills. I, I would think there might be some people who would dispute that. <laughs> well, yeah, so, but there's the, those those two guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best local sports team. Who do you think that is? Uh, Holyoke Blue Sox. Nope. I'm wrong. Springfield Thunderbirds. Ah. Oh, I wouldn't have picked that one. Oh, here's something for me to think about in the next few years. Best retirement living community. Southwick Village. Ooh, that's a oh, nice place. Yeah. Southwick is Apparently. lovely. Uh, best pool company, Teddy Bear Pools. Not surprised there. Yeah. Well, Best yeah. escape room game. How many of those are there? I didn't even know there was one. <laughs> well, I did know there was one in East Hampton. 
Is this the puzzled escape room? I think that's exactly the one. That's the only one that's around. Yeah. And won't be around for long, probably. It's been around for about six or seven years. years, That many years? Yeah. Yeah. Once they redid that entire Eastworks building. I just thought that seems to be a a little thing that kind of came and went very quickly. No, that's kind of like indoor trampolining. No, I mean, they're not really like like yogurt shops you know they're they're some of them are doing all right oh all right best place for worship st michael's parish in east longmeadow i I wonder how they decide on that one again with all the ballots from east longmeadow wilbraham yeah that's it going on here that's it best city or town local official east longmeadow town manager (laughs) right exactly yeah (laughs) boy that blew up in everyone's face didn't it uh, no, it's actually uh, Mayor Sarno. Yeah. Dom Sarno. Is his most toxic workplace also the East London <laughs> Health <laughs> Department? <Yeah. laughs> Might as well be. It's 725 with Baxter O'Brien and Rock 102. Hi, I'm Mike Moriarty of Family Ford Event Fields. Used trucks and SUVs are bringing up. Brian to Rock 102. Rock 102's uh, Halloween celebration at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill in Chicopee. It's happening on Saturday, October 30th. You can stock the night away from 9 to 11 as uh, the Rumble Seat hosts a costume contest with prizes for sexiest, best couple or group, or funniest, most original, scariest, and a $250 cash prize for the best overall costume. I'll be there with the road crew. Uh, come on in, uh, in costume, no cover, no questions asked. It's the Halloween celebration, Saturday, October 30th at the Rumble Seat Bar and Grill, Springfield Street in Chicopee, with me and the road crew from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. You're going to get one of them uh, Squid Games costumes? Nah, I'm not. Uh, I, I'm, I think I'm going to rely on uh, just some old uh, classics. They have. Uh, they, they are the number one uh, Halloween costume this year so far. It's a combination of either the contestants' green jumpsuits with numbers on them or the guards' uh, jumpsuits. Right. Um, there was a... 7,800% spike in sales for white Vans slip-on shoes kind of sneakers <laughs> that, that they were wearing. 7,800% yeah, well, jump in sales. Under normal circumstances, they wouldn't be the thing that fans of those shoes would want. They no. have a lot of other other designs that are better. That's pretty wild, Yes, though. it is. It's uh, 730. We got news next on Rock 102. 733 with Baxton O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, this month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special October offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A section of Shawinigan Drive in Ludlow is still shut down this morning. Still? Yeah, as oh. of uh, 7 a.m. anyway. That was a half hour ago. Uh, shut down late Wednesday night as police uh, investigated an incident that has continued into this morning. The department has not released any specific details about what's been happening. At least two officers were seen with their weapons drawn towards the home while standing behind a cruiser at around 11 p.m. Can you imagine the mess this would cause if that strip club had gone on over there? Yeah, yeah. it would have been tough. But people, um, people trying to get in, dancers trying to get out. You know, you kind of kind of wonder sometimes uh, whether or not... I always wonder who's listening to the show. When? Not that Under many what circumstances? Usually against their will. Um, Somebody who might be holed up. Yeah. Uh, like, listening to us. Like, if you remember um, remember the guy with the gun on, uh, I think it was West Street in Chicopee? Yeah, right by the Shell Station. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we were, uh, you know, we were watching it on TV, and, uh, you know, the TV channels were like, 
showing the cops taking up positions on the roofs of businesses <sighs> across the street. It was only one TV station. Yeah, well, either way, uh, I'm trying to make them anonymous, Steve. Um, and, and we were saying, look, th- this guy in the house could very well have the TV on. You're showing him where the police are. Well, you know, he could have been listening to us, too. I don't know. Well, we didn't give any details away. Uh, no, no, we didn't. But you just yeah. wonder what the person inside is doing in the morning. Well, right. He's tried, still trying to win that Thunderbirds prize bag we got coming up at 745. Well, That's and maybe what this guy in Ludlow is doing. That's what maybe, I'm saying. Maybe, but let's, uh, you know, let's be honest. In a high-tension, dramatic situation like what we're talking about here, do you think that it's even crossing his mind that he has the potential to be the tenth caller at two nine three one zero two one to win a prize pack. I don't. I don't know if that's really in him. I think there's there's probably other motivating factors yeah. to have him hold up in his house and uh, and causing a standoff. You never know the reasons why some people do what they do. I know. I don't know. And and, and in all fairness, it's a hell of a good prize pack. So uh, uh, a guy who's waiting. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. A guy's waiting uh, all morning long. He finally wins the prize pack. I pick him as caller 10. Yep. It hasn't been 30 days since his last win. He doesn't get to win it. He uh, wasted uh, all of that time mm. doing that. Or, yeah. or think about this. If he goes to jail, mm-hmm. he won't have been able to pick up his prize for those 30 days, so he winds up winning nothing. Eh, he'll probably get a low bail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But nevertheless... A uh, woman from Brockton is suing a Pembroke Duncan store owner for over $100,000, claiming she was severely burned at the drive-thru by three cups of coffee and then mocked by employees. Angela Barbosa claims that the three cups of scalding hot coffee spilled on her because the employee had failed to properly cap them at the Duncan restaurant in Brockton in June of 2020. As she screamed in pain, Barbosa said she began to rip off her pants in the parking lot to prevent further damage, exposing herself to Duncan employees who proceeded to point and laugh at her, according to court documents. <laughs> she so filed, wait a minute, you're, you're saying the problem uh, was with the lid? The lid the spilled the coffee on her, then yeah. she's in pain, then she takes the pants off, and she's trying to, you know, uh-huh. get the burn done. Uh-huh. Backs. So was this like a like a, that Italian coffee? Uh, yeah, that's right. Half milk? Half coffee? No, wait a minute, no, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I'm, I'm Jackie. You, you Why start you Jackie? with the first line with, with Kramer. Because I'm the one who came oh up with this. Well, why do I have to be crazy? Because I'm the one who came up with this. Man, I didn't realize you were going to be in so much control. Ladies, we went through this in rehearsal. This should <laughs> right. be done by now. So, you know, my friend and I were going to the movies, and we stopped off to buy this uh, cafe latte. Oh, what is that? One of those Italian coffees? Yeah, that's right. Half milk, half coffee? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You take a sip? Uh, yes, I did. Now, when you took a sip, did you notice it was hot? Were you able to sip it in your normal fashion? No, I, I wasn't able to sip it in my normal fashion. Okay, all right. You take big sips? Well, I think I take normal sips. Okay, you take normal sips. Nothing wrong with that. Then what happened? Well, I, you know, I, uh, you know, they don't allow outside drinks in the movie theater, so I had to put it in my shirt and sneak it in. Yeah? You see, they like to sell their own coffee. Yeah. Now, uh, that's... Uh, is was that, that going uh, to be a problem? You want to do both of them here, or what, what is this? Now, is that going to be a problem? Yeah, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for them. This is a clear violation of your rights as a consumer. It's an infringement on your constitutional rights. It's outrageous, egregious, preposterous. It's definitely preposterous. So then what happened? Well, uh, I was trying to get to my seat, and I had to step over someone, and I got uh, I got pushed, and it, and it spilled on me. Was there a top on it? Yeah. Now... 
did you put the top on or did they put the top on? No, they put the top on. And they made the top. You didn't make the top, did you? Susie, I want you to go down to Java World, get me a, coffee, a cafe latte with a top. We're going to run some tests on that top. Have you been to the doctor? No, I, I haven't. Susie, call Dr. Bison. Set up an appointment for Mr. Kramer. Tell him it's from me. Uh, so uh, what do you think, Mr. Childs? Uh, Jackie. Uh, Jackie, I mean, uh, we have a chance? Do we have a chance? You get me one coffee drinker on that, Jerry, you're going to walk out of there a rich man. And C. Very good. Yeah. Wow, that, yeah. Was, that was well worth it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. You know, I got my kid watching that show now. Cause you it's do? On Netflix. Yeah. She's actually into it. Yeah, which, of course uh, she's into it. Which, uh, which I thought I didn't think she would. I mean, she doesn't get a lot of the stuff. Sure, you know some of the jokes, but some of the, the. I had her start with my favorite episode, which was the Serenity Now, where mm-hmm. Kramer takes the screen door and puts it on his door <laughs> in the hallway. Any town USA. Any town USA. Serenity Now. But when he's uh, he's getting. The ball thrown at him by the kids. Yes. There's so many funny lines in that one episode where he's like, Hall urchins? He says, Hall urchins. And I didn't understand what he was saying until I had stopped it and went back and, and listened to what he said. But the, the other one where he's, he's talking to Jerry, like he's sitting there rocking on the front porch, and he goes, Oh, it sounds like she opened uh, some sort of Andorra's box. She's like, You mean. Andorra was the mother on Bewitched. You mean Pandora? She had one she had too. One too. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all come back now. <laughs> and then he's he's waiting for the fireworks. Yeah. And, then, the and then you see him out there later with a sparkler. <laughs> uh, click it or fine. A new bill on Beacon Hill would charge drivers for not buckling up, according to AAA. The Commonwealth seatbelt use rate is down four percent due to COVID nineteen, and now. Lawmakers are taking matters into their own hands to keep drivers safe. How do they make a connection? Excuse me, that that seatbelt use is down because of COVID. I don't know because of COVID, but they probably started taking uh, into account the fatal accidents and uh, things that have been happening since COVID because people have been driving like a-holes. Yeah, but more so than normal. To connect the not wearing of a seatbelt... Unless it's just that, you know, well, we started this survey back in March of 2020, which coincidentally happened to be when the yeah. pandemic began. But that doesn't necessarily mean yeah. that the two are tied together. No, there's no it correlation be, because of that. It could be just a very big coincidence. Oh, there really are there, no big coincidences. There's big coincidences and little coincidences. <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? Uh, House Bill 2515 would allow law enforcement officers to pull someone over for not wearing their seatbelt. Yeah, this is just another violation of your Fourth Amendment rights. <laughs> Here we go. With the jackbooted thugs out oh, there, Oh, right? I can't think of anything else to pull you over for. Oh, you're not wearing a seatbelt. Let me just flip on these blue lights for you. Well, most states that have uh, seatbelt laws... Uh, it, it is a primary offense. Noticing the, uh, especially in Russell, when I drive through Russell all the time, mm-hmm. right? They have this like they have a very active police force there. Like they're always looking for speeders. Well, they got nothing else to do. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like it just it's just seeming like like people who live around there now know you got to go slow when you go by this uh, this mm-hmm. place or that place. People flick their headlights all the time. Like, doesn't, as a police officer, don't you know that people are doing this? Sure. 
course you and do. And then you see people slow down to a crawl as mm-hmm. they go by you? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if you're looking at the radar and you see the vehicle approaching, it will automatically show you the speed, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, the, the number will be dropping. It's, you know, it starts 50, then all of a right. sudden 45, 40, right, 35, right, right, 30. Right. And, uh, yeah, somebody probably has um, – I mean, I've done it – I've seen it done where uh, two officers will set up like a half a mile apart from each other because you know that the person speeding is going to get signaled by the person right. in the opposite direction. And after a certain – and then when they go by the first cop, then they're going to increase their speed. So by the time they get to the second like, cop, see you later, sucker. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're back up to twenty miles an hour over the speed limit, and the second cop nabs them. Uh, well, you could be slapped with a fifty dollars fine. Supporters of the new primary seatbelt proposal say this move alone could save dozens of lives each year. Uh, Representative Jeffrey Roy said a Burlington police officer last session noted that he had never unbuckled a dead person from a motor vehicle crash scene. Oh, mm-hmm. that's you one of them great lines. You haven't been in a really good accident scene then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that there has been uh, people who've died in car crashes. Of course there were wearing seatbelts. Uh, the Holden Police Department is searching for a man who stole an American flag and urinated on it Monday evening. Witnesses is told it, uh, Dick Hertz? Dick Holden. No, yeah, is it? No, yeah, Dick, Dick Hertz from Holden. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, witnesses told police that the man uh, drove up to the Veterans Memorial on Highland Street, pulled down the flag, and placed it on the ground. He is then uh, believed to have urinated on it. The man got back in his vehicle and drove into a yard on Highland Street, then ripped another flag down before driving away. This guy doesn't like flags. No, he doesn't. This is all uh, on surveillance video? Yes. But not good enough to identify his vehicle? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, police did not uh, give a description of the man's vehicle or release a physical description of the man when asked by a reporter. However, they estimate the incident happened between 5.30 and 6.30 p.m. and are asking the people to come forward if they have any information. They're asking people to help, <coughs> and they're not even providing the description of the vehicle? <laughs> Who are they, West Springfield? <laughs> Oh, that was another one. Yet you missed that one yesterday. Uh, the one from West Springfield. They were back to their old shenanigans again by not telling you what was going on. They just had a picture of a very bosomy woman. Bosomy? She bosomy. was bosomy. You're calling her bosomy? Bosomy. And uh, she uh, did. She must uh, is accused of taking something uh-huh. uh, from a store uh-huh. that nobody identified, which looks like a supermarket. Okay. I'm guessing it's price right the way it looks on the outside. All right. But there is no other information. No other information. Yeah. So yeah. You, don't, you don't know where in West Springfield it is or wh- you know, what store. It's like, well, if you're asking me to help, it would be helpful to me yeah. for you to give me information, if, which would be helpful to jog my memory. If Dick Hertz is out there pissing on flags and you know what kind of vehicle he's driving, tell me mm-hmm. and I'll look for it. Yeah, you need to give us the information. Right. Then we can get Mr. Hertz uh, into custody. Well, we don't want to give you all the information because then if we catch them, then we get all the credit. You right, don't, right. We don't want to give any. We don't want to share the credit. We, we got to look like we're doing what we can do. Uh, there's a lot of stupid criminals who make uh, very stupid decisions. Uh, others will employ a Swiss Army knife of stupidity, and that's the case here. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. All right. Three carjackers attempted to steal a car in Virginia on Tuesday right, good. Yeah. afternoon. afternoon. 
Their uh, first interesting decision was attempting the theft outside of a gym. One of the thieves was able to get the keys from the owner, but the owner was trained in mixed martial arts, and he fought back. Oh, Ooh, the guy, wrong guy. The guy who grabbed the keys got inside the car, but he couldn't do anything because it was a manual transmission, and uh. he didn't know how to drive stick. <laughs> so all three carjackers retreated to their own car and then drove off. That's one of the things about the boards on the in the gyms with the keys hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. How the hell do you know who's not going to take your fob? That's yeah. it. All yep. you got to do is just go out in the parking lot and start hitting the button. Hit the red button and see which one starts beeping. The uh, It wasn't long before police were on their tail and they decided to lead the cops on a high-speed chase. Eventually, they pulled over and ran into the woods. The police caught up with them and they yelled at the men to stop or they'd unleash a canine unit. Two men gave themselves up, but the third tried to one, but he didn't make it 50 yards before the dog dragged him down. Oh, man. All three have been hit with an array of charges. This sounds like uh, they would have been better off not stealing stuff. Usually anyone is better off doing that or not doing that. All right, let's go to the gym. Let's steal a car. What if we run into one of them MMA guys? (laughs) Ain't no MMA guys at a Planet Fitness. What are the the odds? (laughs) Besides, you're not supposed to judge them. It's pizza day. (laughs) All right, well, all right, we got thwarted by the MMA guy. What about stealing a car? Let's steal that car. All right, but make sure you steal a really good one. All right, how about that fancy sports car right there? Hey, do you know how to drive a stick? A stick? I don't even know what a stick is. (laughs) And then, all right, well, the police are chasing us now. What do we do? Well, we speed up as fast as we can, and we try to get away. All right. (laughs) Well, that didn't work. What do we do now? You're Run like, into the woods. You imagine like a high-speed chase in first gear. <laughs> just, oh, just man. Staying there and this all of a sudden. Car just... jerking back and forth. <laughs> trying to get. Hey, you ruined my clutch. I didn't even use your clutch. What are you talking about? <laughs> I probably should have used the clutch. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be, uh, is brought to you by, actually, uh, Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's going to be uh, mostly sunny after the fog tapers off. With a high of 76. Tomorrow, more of the same. It's 54 right now in downtown Springfield. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. It's Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air roasted. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Why does everything cost an arm and a leg? Or it's not in his view from the couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your neighborhood paint store. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you diehard hockey fans know, this Saturday the Bruins will open up their season at home against the Dallas Stars. Just about everybody's excited for hockey to come back. I'm excited. I got friends who are excited. Some of those guys know people who are also excited. We're all excited about hockey season. And while the season is already underway, there are some interesting statistics being cited right now that I think deserve some level of attention. For example, this week NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman announced that the vaccination rate amongst players and staff for COVID-19 is nearly at 100%. According to Gary Bettman, of the 736 active players throughout the NHL, amongst all 32 teams, the unvaccinated totals in the league are at four. Not four teams, not 4%, four. As in, like, there are only four players who have not been vaccinated. Not only that, but over the last two seasons, which teams played in the bubble in Toronto and Edmonton, the league claimed there was not a single positive COVID test anywhere. Granted, the NHL is still trying to figure out why Evander Kane of the San Jose Sharks is walking around with a falsified vaccination card. And there were also several players from the all-new Seattle Kraken that were placed in COVID protocol just before their first game on Tuesday against Las Vegas. But still... 
There are only four guys in the entire league that haven't been vaccinated. Those are pretty remarkable numbers. I don't see those sort of numbers being spouted off in the NFL or in the NBA. Of course, privacy laws prevent us from cracking the code and letting everybody know who those four guys are, which means we just can't assume that those four guys won't pick something up and start breathing all over the place in game time situations. However, if compliance is what folks are hoping to achieve, then the NHL has done a pretty damn good job of making it look like they have it all under control. Of course, they probably don't, but it almost looks like they do. And for my money, that's almost good enough for me. But hey, and if I'm I yapping, sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Pull up Rocky's October sales flyer on your phone or computer. It's loaded with bargains on Scott's Winter Guard Turf Builder, Werner Ladders, and plenty more stuff. What's on sale at Rocky's? It's always at your fingertips at Rockies.com. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Springfield's Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 in the cars on Rock 102. Partly sunny today and tomorrow. Highs both days about 76. It's 56 in downtown Springfield. Big game for the Patriots on Sunday because every game on Sunday is a big game for the Patriots. So on the phone right now to talk about that and some other stuff. It's Scott Zolak. Good morning, Scott. How are you? Morning. What's going on, guys? Not too much. Good to have you back. So uh, first of all, let's talk about the last week here a little bit. Uh, you know, Mac Jones has a, a good, solid game. One of the only, I think, the first rookie to have like complete seventy percent of his passes in his first five yeah. games as a pro. I mean, that's you know, it, I don't know if you can say enough about the kid. He's the same every week, and I think that's the best thing to say about the kid. And you know, I've, I've been doing this how many weeks with you guys, and not once I think if I come on and say, "Boy, that was a disappointing game by by Mac Jones. He played down." No, he's, he's been the same, and I think he's actually been getting better. That was one of his better games uh, in front of a line, which was makeshift, four different starters, which is unheard of in the National Football League. Right. Um, and was it was it good for 35 minutes? <clears throat> Excuse me. I got frog ass in my throat. <clears> throat> Sorry. <laughs> um, it, it was a bad 35 first minutes. I can't cut it any other way. It was embarrassing. The defense gave up drives. Uh, I think uh, Houston had, what, a 16, 18 play drive to score, and uh, you're thinking, oh, God, here we go again. But they hung around and made enough plays when they had to. You know, if you have to have any part of a frog in your throat, the ass is probably the best. <laughs> well, I mean, like the front's not going to sound like uh, like that. Right. Or, you know, the legs, mm-hmm. any of that. So you think, like, what's the worst part? Listen, you, you swallow the whole damn frog and, and offer no apologies. Be a man about it. That's that's the way you got to do it. What kind of what kind of, right. <laughs> what kind of effect on the psyche uh, of uh, not just Patriot Nation, but uh, the Patriots team, do you think there would have been if they had uh, if they had not won that game and had a record unlike any one they've had in over twenty years? Devastating, absolutely devastating. Because you got the Cowboys coming in, we got to go to L.A. in in two weeks here to play a good Charger team. So you sort of see it stacking up. We haven't even played Buffalo yet. Buffalo looks like a wagon. Um, and there's some tough games coming up. So, I mean, you got to win the games you're supposed to win. That Houston game is a game you're supposed to win, just like Miami was, just like the Jets was. Um, big thing is we haven't won a damn game at home yet. So that makes the Cowboys game this weekend uh, that much more important. And you had to get that one last weekend into Dallas uh, because, hey, you get a chance to pump Dallas and you get to 3-3. Three and three, And who the hell knows what happens. You know, I know you've been around this league long enough to know that there are, there are always going to be some people – that are that are never ever going to cut a Bill Belichick team any slack. Rex Ryan is on ESPN yeah. this week and makes some comments that I think are maybe some of 
among the stupidest things that have ever come out of his mouth. Talking about, you know, the Patriots not making the playoffs. Okay, that's an opinion. But then accusing Mac Jones of being a, a, a pea shooter. What is this guy talking about? Does he not remember that uh, you know short high percentage passes are what thing are the things that got Joe Montana into the Hall of Fame? It, he doesn't watch the games. Period. <laughs> Unbelievable. That, that's just the stupidity of some of these national guys they put on, and they get one of these green rooms, and then they start playing grab ass at everybody and telling stories instead of doing what they're paid to do by ESPN to sit there and watch the damn games. Listen to Hasselbeck talk. Listen to Randy talk or Teddy Bruschi. Those guys watch games. They watch football games. Same thing with McGinnis and Kurt Warner. Those guys put the time in to invest because they want to be good at what they do. But to sit there and call him a pea shooter, the kid's made every throw I've seen that he's been asked to do. I don't, I don't recall any ball being thrown short or not have the velocity. He's been on the right half throwing 17-yard comebacks to the left side, that's doing his job. Yeah, he's also not the kind of quarterback that's just going to do things on his own. He's going to follow the play the, the, the playbook. And like I said, you know, Joe Montana and Steve Young and the whole West Coast offense, which was all the rage when you know Rex Ryan was a was a uh, was an assistant coach. You know, I mean, that's what got those guys all those championships. So it, to call yeah. him a, a pea shooter is like the most asinine thing a guy could say. Yeah, he's a peahead. That's why. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. I think the most asinine thing a guy could say, winner for this week, just might be John Gruden instead. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, but those were just yeah. those are just uh, emails. It's it's crazy that, hey, you know, you never put anything in print, right? <laughs> and we all we all know that. We all, we've all done it. Not to that extent of Gruden, but you know what I'm saying. Like, maybe you text a buddy or – you email a family friend, maybe something that's a little over the top. Uh, and I'm not talking about what Grin did. What Grin did is way over the top. Problem is, you're you're in the you're you're the head of leadership. You're one of 32 in the world of what you do, or you have 53 men of different upbringings, races. Um, uh, you know, you have to make those guys blend, and you have to make those guys want to run through a wall for you. And now all of a sudden, that's the saddest part out there. Is you know. That's a team that was built on Al Davis. It's a great team, great history. Now they had to move several times. Now they're in Vegas. They got a brand new stadium. They came out of the gate. They're playing well. They're three and two. And I think they're tied tied for first out there in the AFC West. And now you lose one of the most innovative offensive head coaches. I'm sure there's a lot of guys in that locker room that like John, but hard hard to really go to battle with that type of guy after seeing what was put in print. Well, and you also have to wonder because there's been accusations now that that's a that's a kind of an underlying mentality in the NFL, or or at least among the coaches. Do you believe that? Um, I mean, I mean, if you go to old school guys, there might be something there, but I think the new the new wave of guys, the new breed guys that have been in the college game that deal with college kids and you know going to recruit some of these kids. I think I think there's a different mindset now. I I, I like what was coming out of the Chargers. You know what they said. Um, I think everybody's you know trying to understand that you know it just doesn't. You, you can't just. It's not a cookie cutter league. It's not just one type of guy can play. Um, you know, like look at Carl Nassib. You feel bad for a guy like that that you know really busts his ass and become a really good player in this league. Like he had to take a personal day yesterday just to just to kind of get his get his bearings about him and understand you know just the magnitude of everything. So uh, I think the league will be better. Uh, 
you know, from this. We have to learn from this. And um, like any anytime anybody makes mistakes, you you try and move forward and learn from it, do the best you can not to make those same type of mistakes again. You know, Scott, you, you hit on it, and I and I kind of believe this is true. You know, last week, you know, we were talking about Urban Meyer. You know, to to be a head coach in this league, even to be an assistant, there there's a there's a certain level of credibility that you have to have with not just some of your players, but all of your players. And when these kinds of lapses in judgment come back to haunt you, whether it's a video or you know, old, uh, you know, old emails or, you know, old charges or whatever that, that may be. It's hard to look a player in the face and say, you know what? Your behavior will affect this team. Mine won't, but yours would. And it's interesting. Right. It's yeah. interesting that, you know, you look at Tampa, they got, you know, Antonio Brown, they got, you know, Seymour. It's like, you know, these are guys who, who have you know, credibility problems too. Can you imagine uh, you know, John Gruden and, and that locker room right now with those guys on that team, how you would even how, how would you even deal with something like that? Well, I mean, I, I thought Bruski was pretty good on this last week. He goes, now, first and foremost, I lose trust in the man that's leading me. But I also understand that I'm a professional football player and I have a job to do. He said, I would show up, I put my time in, I keep my head down, I make sure I get paid, I do my job the best I can and help my teammates. But from as far as that man, my respect for him is gone. My ability to trust him is gone, and that's the biggest problem. And that's why the move had to be made. Now you get the next guy up and running. You got to rebuild that locker room. So I don't know how much uh, prep work you, a uh, guy like you, or someone in your position, does uh, leading up to. No, uh, uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> I, I that was going to be my first guess. But uh, even even if it was a bunch of stuff on a daily basis, can I assume yeah. you'll be sitting in front of your TV tonight watching Tom? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I don't miss any of those games, man. Yeah. Um, I, I liked it last year because we were pretty much directly against, not against, but it worked out to where we were playing at one, he was playing at four. Or he was playing at one, we were playing at night. So there were, I think we made, what, 15 or 16 of the games last year to see him and still do our games. But absolutely, I'll watch him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I used to, being somebody who has to get up at four o'clock in the morning, I was never crazy about the Patriot night games, whether it was Sunday, Monday, or Thursday. But uh, right. yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight. I, I, I just I think Tom is going to have probably the best year of his of his life this uh, this season. It's unreal. He's got 15 touchdowns already. It's never been done before like that of a guy 44. Um, he just continues to surprise everyone. And uh, sadly, he's not here anymore. Okay. Yeah, it is what it is. He's no longer our problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what a problem. Scott Zolak, great to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, see you guys. Go right. You bet. Scott Zolak brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. It's 822 on Rock 102. You can eat healthy. You can exercise. You can do all these things to keep your... But too, if you miss any Bax and O'Brien show, you can always check out the daily podcast available on BaxandO'Brien.com, Apple Podcasts, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify. Wherever you look for a podcast, you will find the Bax and O'Brien daily podcast also, check out Baxley's musical podcast this week with my guest Thomas Walsh from the uh, Irish band Pugwash. Uh, one of the great songwriters alive uh, right now, and it ain't just me saying that. Uh, plenty of people do. So check that out on BaxonO'Brien.com. So I mentioned that I got a um, uh, a new-to-me car. It's not a it's not a new car. You got a, pre, a pre-loved vehicle. Yeah, exactly. And now it's uh, re-loved. And, um, you know, the, these guys, these manufacturers, these designers – obviously are continually trying to come up with new technology, new conveniences and things like that. And even the, the last car I had had some things 
that it was capable of doing that I probably just never got around to because I never thought of it being an inconvenience to have to do these things on my own, that I wish that there was some button I could hit that would do it for me. Well, God damn, if they didn't get me right right where I itch. Um, This car I have now, I've been driving since I was 16 years old, and I bet that if you added up all the time spent doing this one particular activity, it'd probably be, I don't know, five to seven years that you've spent with your foot on the brake at a stoplight or, yeah. or, or in, uh, in stop-and-go traffic. And I've said to myself, my God, if I could just find a way to not have to put all this effort into keeping my foot on the brake pedal, uh, my life would be so much easier. <laughs> well, it's finally happened. Okay. I have a, I have a it's called auto-hold button on the car. That it, when you come to a stop, stop light, stop sign, whatever, and you hit this button, and you only have to do it once, you hit that button, you could take your foot off the brake, and the car will not move. Either the natural progression of rolling forward on flat ground, or say even backwards if you were on a hill. Hmm. It holds the car in place, and will continue to, I just discovered this yesterday, even if you turn the car off, it will still be engaged when you put the car back on again. And you can you can just relax and take your foot off of the brake pedal finally. Could you take a nap? You, no, you couldn't do that because the light's going to go green and you got to pull away very quickly. But at least you're not spending those 45 seconds, maybe even up to a minute, with your foot on that brake pedal. Does that car also remind you that it's uh, the early bird special available at Denny's? <laughs> it's Moon, not, Moon's over my hammy is only half price today. It's not, it's not an old person's car. Uh, it it kind of is. Nah. Does, it, does, it re, does it remind you when to take your pills? Not really. Yes, yeah, it has one of those little things built right into yeah. the dashboard. I tell you, it also does, the, uh, it does parallel parking. Uh, yeah, yeah you did that the other day. That, that's that's just so cool. It, it, it amazes me now. It upsets me now to realize how few chances we have to parallel park. Because now I want to be doing it everywhere. Yeah. Well, I mean, some people can do it pretty well without any uh, assistance. Oh, I've already, I've always been a pretty good parallel parker. But it's just, it's so much cooler to watch, watch the wheel just spinning all by itself without even touching it. And I also, you know what I've hated for years now when I get a rental car is that... Uh, Having to te- return it? Yes. Yeah, that part. That technology where when you come to a stop sign or a stoplight, the engine shuts off. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, once you take your foot off the brake, the car restarts. I hate that. I can't stand it either. I have a button in my car that will disengage that. Ooh, so disengage. It, yes. Ooh, that, yes. that word yeah. alone is cool. Oh, I know. So It's, ha- it's been engaged. And now it's disengaged. My my wife's Jeep does that, mm-hmm. and, it, and it's got the button that overrides that. Yeah, and uh, you know it's it's unnerving when the when the engine goes off because mm-hmm. you don't know if the car just died well, or whether it's doing what it's supposed to do. The other thing too, though, <coughs> at least in the ones I've been in, like if if it's hot out and you've got the air conditioning on, when the engine shuts off, the air shuts off. That that the air conditioning doesn't keep blowing when the car turns no, off. No, it's just a fan. Goes. Yeah, right. So yeah. you you know every time you come to a stoplight, you're going down Route Five, uh, Memorial Drive, Memorial Avenue. You're lucky if you're even going to cool off. Yeah, but think of the savings. 
Yeah, you're, you're, save, you're saving yeah. a bundle on that one. I don't really think about I, that. I always felt like I was going to get into an accident. with. I rented a car once with that engine thing. I hated yeah. it because if you're trying to get out into like heavy traffic mm-hmm. on a busy road, and you and it's like there's no jackrabbit start. Everything is so smooth and efficient. When you, when you, you want to burn rubber on, a, on when it turns green. And I, I got news for you. That car I got, it's only, I mean, I don't know anything about engines. I don't know nothing about any of that stuff. It's a four-cylinder, but it's turbo. Ooh, turbo. Ooh. Yeah. Now well, you know. Did you read the manual? <laughs> the all, manual. I've all, read books that were less pages than that. All that means it's just a higher gear ratio to get you moving faster. Yeah. That's I what don't turbo even know is. what that means either. It all means I know a, is it means it's something different that might break. I don't think and can be very costly. We have uh, news coming up next to Rock 102. This Sunday, your New England Patriots battle Dallas at Foxborough. Pre-game. 837 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Porter and Chester. Applying to Porter and Chester just got easier. Visit porterandchester.edu and experience their new application portal. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. A section of Shawinigan Drive in Ludlow is still shut still? down as of 8 o'clock this morning. So oh. I don't know if it's been 40 minutes almost since then, uh, that last update. So. Yeah, but it's been, what, nine hours now? Yeah. Wow. Jeez. Uh, but uh, we could be getting misinformation. We don't even well, know. Yeah, but still, I mean, you know, we could be getting misinformation from nine hours ago but if, if it's still going on even up to an hour ago it's like holy crap i dated her once what's what, who is that misinformation oh yeah she yeah. knew everything uh-huh you or just didn't she's the smartest person i knew just asked her she'd tell you the same thing <laughs> <laughs> the uh ludlow police uh, has not released specific details about what's been happening at least two police officers were seen by the 22 news crew with weapons drawn towards the home while standing behind a cruiser at 11 p.m Oh, my God, it was nuts. They had a guns drawn? I think they were going to shoot them. It's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's the, that's the that end way. line. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that, there's your punctuation. Uh, as of 8 a.m., Ludlow Police Sergeant uh, Bradford Tierney said that the situation was still active and added police will provide details once everything is made safe. Otherwise, we're West Springfield right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, mum's the word. Uh, you don't want to talk a lot during one of these situations. Captain Nunya. Nunya business. Mm-hmm. Agawam police are investigating after the one-stop mart on Suffield Street was robbed Monday just after 6 p.m. Investigators said the suspect did have a handgun during the robbery, and he took an undisclosed amount of cash from the drawer. The suspect also reportedly struck the clerk in the head with their gun. She was the only one in the store at the time. She? Yeah. The clerk. I know. Yeah. Police said the suspect uh, wore a wig during the robbery. Where uh, he, he was apparently he entered the store in one outfit, but came back in with another and left with in a stolen white pickup truck. He changed clothes. Is it Diana Ross? I was, was going to say, is this, a, is, is this like a, the Carol Burnett show all of a sudden? Comes in on the first time, sings uh, "I Believe in Love," goes off stage, changes his outfit, comes back out, and it's love hangover. Yeah, yeah. After the well, rob- I was doing share. After- oh, I, I thought you said Diana Ross. 
I did the first time, but then when I said I believe in love, that yeah, was... Yeah, I didn't uh, know that, that one. I mean, I know that one from Diana Ross. Oh, I knew well, that one come Cher. on. Cher. <laughs> Everybody knows that one from Cher. But, uh, okay, let's say we're focused on Cher. Uh, she changes into uh, another outfit, and next thing you know, it's uh, Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves. Oh, I don't know if she's still doing that. Of course she would. It's a bit one of her biggest hits. <laughs> After the uh, robbery occurred, a customer came in to find the clerk hiding behind the cash register, and they were able to dial 911. Hiding That's... behind the register or hiding behind the counter? Hiding behind the cash register. Kind of got to make yourself very small to do that. Well, I, I, <laughs> but it, it could be a very big cash register. Yeah, you don't even know. Usually in this convenience. Store. Those are the people I feel awful for. The ones that are in just such fear. Yeah. Because they just went through this horrifically tragic mm-hmm. uh, incident. And I mean, why? I, I don't care what kind of uh, resistance she might have given, and she might not have given any. Yeah. But, you know, why, w- why would you strike uh, a female w- with a gun? Well, I don't know if you know this. Sometimes um, people who are armed are kind of jerks. Well, they might be jerks, and they might use the weapon for its intended purpose. But to use a gun to hit somebody with, it just uh, it, and it, a female... I don't know. Yeah, it, I mean, it's a it's an unnecessary end to to uh, to this, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but- I try try not I try not to bring my guns into a convenience store. I just don't want the confusion. Butterball is recalling fourteen thousand pounds of ground turkey that may have been contaminated with blue plastic. But mm. that's the best kind of ground turkey. I love that blue plastic. The recall. Included- I always ask for the blue plastic on uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Can I have the blue plastic? Yeah, I want the I want the drumstick and the blue plastic. <laughs> Who says you could have both? Right, the, right. The, this recall includes the two and a half pound trays containing farm to family butterball all natural ground turkey and the three pound Kroger ground turkey. Uh, all these products were produced on September twenty eighth. The farm to family is that the plastic farm to family? Is yes, that where they grow, I guess where so. they grow plastic seeds? Mm-hmm. They plant plastic seeds and they grow plastics. <laughs> Federal officials are worried that some uh, may be in some people's freezers and are urging customers not to consume them and throw them out immediately. There have been no uh, reported injuries as of yet. Throw them out or bring them <coughs> to the place of purchase for a refund? You throw them out. You worry right. about the refund later. Yeah, but you got to have it to prove you bought it. You just need the receipt. I didn't realize you didn't need a receipt to uh, not bring back spoiled food. What do you mean to not bring it back? Uh, there was an incident uh, the other day uh, where uh, I was well, I was presented with something that uh, was not fresh, mm-hmm. mm. and it had this really bad smell to it once it was open. It was a, it was a tray of vegetables, mm-hmm. like the cut up vegetables. Mm-hmm. The broccoli smelled uh, pretty awful. Really? Yeah. And then I uh, I said, uh, well, you got to bring this back to the store, and I was told that you don't really need to bring the product back you can just go complain and say hey i bought this here's the receipt uh oh all right I so threw you do have away. the receipt well you have to have the receipt yeah. or you have to have the, at least the credit card you bought the the mm. purchase on yeah uh or your shopper club card and uh but you'll show the receipt and then they they'll refund you the, the money even though you don't have the product with you hey whatever happened to that um that class action thing about chicken remember that from a few months ago that if you purchased chicken any chicken like in the last Two or three years, you may be entitled to damages. Yeah, nah. 
I what went, happened to that? I don't know, but you know what? I did that once with some class action lawsuit against the healthcare comp- a health insurance company. I think it was Aetna. Right. I was a member of Aetna with a previous employer, and there was something that they were overcharging at some point, and uh, not everybody got a refund back. I got a check for like a dollar forty six. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's the problem with class action yeah. suits. Well, I, people make money on those. Are the the lawyers, lawyers, for sure. But you know, I still signed up because they asked. You know, not only have you bought chicken the last two years, but how many times a week do you eat that chicken? Well, you know, I eat chicken uh, all the time, and I'm thinking, <laughs> listen, if I can prove that uh, I'm eating chicken three, four times a week, yeah, I'm. You know, I might be able to you know buy a car. You can prove it very easily. Do you have any idea how much information and and tracking? Those uh, courtesy cards, grocery store cards, can do. Sure, absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah, they know they know everything about you. They know where you sleep at night. They know what color sh- what color socks you're wearing. What color socks I am I wearing now? I don't know. I don't have your card, but they uh, they they can call up anything. The names of your kids, but they don't. Actually, I've never received a phone call from you, Big Y. You have no idea what they know about you. No, they probably know qu- quite a bit. That way, they can uh, have like specific marketing marketing on the uh, the Big Y app. Uh-huh. I don't yeah. know what they do. They all got I you fool too, huh? Well, I'll, all I know is I'll still be going back. They they can follow me all they want. Uh, I'm going back for more. Facebook came out yesterday and said they will start banning quote severe sexualizing content that targets celebrities and public figures. This is an update to its current bullying and harassment policies. Profiles, pages, groups, and events that sexualize public figures will be removed, as well as anything considered as mass harassment. So no more posting Photoshopped images or degrading drawings or content, quote, depicting individuals in the process of bodily functions. I'll leave that one to your imagination. What happens if, say, like Jennifer Aniston is sexually harassing me? I don't think that's uh, ever going to happen. Don't ever say never. Well, you know, I'm just saying, you know, could the same th- could the same thing be done with the old switch around? I'm sure they have a contingency plan. I hope so. I ever I'm really I'm really tired of her constantly up uh, 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 my uh, you know what. You ever uh, you ever see? I know uh, this doesn't apply to you, John, but Bax, uh, since you're active on social media, you ever see like a picture of a like a hot celebrity yes and then there's like men underneath it commenting as if those people are actually listening to them yes you are so beautiful i would take you out on a date tomorrow night and yeah. we would have uh the best love making session ever there's a there's a lot of creeps online yeah. best love making session whatever i don't know i was just making uh, well i, I mean, make they, something up but what a creep would say they they word it that way to make it sound like you know they're sophisticated and sensitive lovers and how many as opposed these, uh, to creepy. how many of these celebrities go for that N- almost none almost none i'm not saying none completely like telemarketing all you need is that one you just that's it. Yep. There's only once you get that 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 mm-hmm. uh, completes your ratio exactly of uh, what you need to do. But uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of men out there who, uh, you know, feel like these people are close to them. And, and the other one, you ever get the fake friend request from people who are obviously sex workers? Or yes. Trying to entice you to buy some sort of uh, pornography uh, thing. Uh, I yes. just started this uh, prostitution ring. <laughs> Really? <laughs> they're pretty blatant about it, too. Like, they're pretty blatant about what they're doing. She's, I'm, she's an up-and-comer? She's hey, an up-and-comer. That's one way of putting it. Actually, it's happened a lot right now on Instagram. 
Oh, Instagram's yeah, fake profiles. See, fake profiles. They try to message you. You know, I delete them all. But it's like if anyone sends me a friend request and we have no people in common whatsoever, I am Could not be the best ever going to. You ever had? I. It doesn't matter because I can assume it's a mirrored, doctored yeah. account. I like the ones that have the friends in common, and you're like, dude, you fell for that. <laughs> like, I you know see this that chick isn't real because they believe that these women are real and yeah. they want to talk to them. When it could be some dirty 75-year-old man. And the that. hilarious part about it is these guys that you know that accept that friendship, you know they're doing it because secretly they're really creepy bastards. Yeah, that is true. Real creepy. Well, thank God we're not judging a book by its cover. No, it's not, it's not about judging a book by its cover. It's, it's really judging someone's actions. If I accept the friendship of someone simply because they appear to be hot, even if they're fake, that's the act of someone who's behaving and uh, in a very creepy and impulsive way. You don't think hot weirdos deserve friends too? I do, but I also know that in social media, it's a different it's a different animal altogether. There's lots of fake accounts up there. Yeah, when they say things like, "Hey, honey, you want to push push in the tush bush." <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good indication. The, this might not be real. Yeah, the, women aren't that forward. Well, some might some of be, them, but of course. but yeah, but not on social media because uh, you never know who you're dealing with. Not sure exactly where the tush bush is. <laughs> oh, you, Use your you imagination. Like, would you like to find out? <laughs> we can show you. We can show you right uh, now. <laughs> your Pioneer Valley forecast today. Uh, after the fog tapers off, we're going to see sunny skies with a high of 76. More of the same for tomorrow. It is 56 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. You matter to your family, to your neighbors, to us.